You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob i'm tom and i am recording from my back i am laying in bed uh in a hotel room in stains on thames or whatever the fuck and (laughs) strains on thames i just sat for two hours and when i sit for two hours my little back hurts so mm. now I'm laying, which by the way, fellas, uh, how's my posture? Typically good. Sometimes That's, you get weird if you're sitting in a chair. Oh, if I'm sitting in a chair, I'm like a, uh, I'm like a weird yeah, lurchy. Shape, but well, well uh, you do, you make it up. You, you, you readjust by putting your knees up on the chair like a child, but that it is better for your posture. So yeah, there is truly, oh man, is this something we want to talk about on Maine? I w- I watched something today that was so goddamn upsetting have you all right real quick have you seen yourself poo um i mean yeah i i I witness it i don't uh watch myself do it on video or anything but you know i like in a mirror yeah this hotel has a mirror and i like facing the toilet and i yeah i lock eyes with myself (laughs) for for people that don't know (laughs) If I have privacy, I, 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 I go Asian, you know, like I, I go, uh, I go squat style. <sighs> Tom, do and you know about this? You no. heard about this? Yeah. This is Patrick's deep, dark te- secret that we haven't discussed. Uh, Would you like to like a gargoyle, gargoyle on the toilet? Yes. And or do you so, stand but, like, like a scare? Uh, no, no, like a gargoyle. Gargoyle. So you put your full up. weight on the toilet? Yes. And can't wait till you get a little fatter and you break the toilet doing that. There's been some incidents, but I, today the 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 mirror, whatever. It, it's just the to mirror say, was the issue today. The mirror well, was the issue. Do you see how fucking insane you look? Yeah, look. Here's all I'm gonna say. It's different than you think. It's different than I thought it was, and I'll oh, I'll leave not. it at that. I'll leave it at that. But uh, here's my other statement. Uh, the squatty potty helps. It's cool. But uh, but I'm like, look, when I was, I don't know what age you turn I turned into Gollum when you got a poop. It's weird. I well at like 20, I went to uh, I went to Thailand, and that's just how they do it. And so I did it. I fell in love went with it. Rome. I feel so much cleaner. So much like it's, it's just a better well, it's better way to for go. you because it's how your body works. But I think like. Do they actually stand on the toilet, or do they have the the holes that are in the no, ground? No, yeah, they got they got the uh, whatever the yeah no correct. They do not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't. Right, they're not uh, doing what you like. So when I would like to just clear, clarify when you're talking about Thailand or like doing it quote unquote Asian style, as you mentioned, is not. It's a Kinlan style. Well, sitting on the toilet seat is a Kinlan style, and you're right. It's not just Asians. Italians do it as well. But they have it, all across uh, Europe. Yeah. 
I've heard people yeah, poop yeah. in their so, own so, pants. Southern Europe, has, Southern Europe has a lot of spots like that. But I think that I think that there's actually like in the way that it is described academically, I think there's a reference to Asia because it's it's popular there. Whatever. The point is, yes, I squat when I shit. But the uh, uh, it's healthy, makes me feel clean and nice, uh, but it's not nice to watch. And I'm just going to leave it at that. And the the reason I asked about my posture is because uh, do either of you, Tom, I know the answer is yes. Bob, uh, do hmm. either of you have nosy neighbors? Oh, no, 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 nosy neighbors here for me. Okay. I live in an apartment building. Yeah, yep. exactly. So I got a neighbor so nosy that I found out that they commented, what's going on with the guy with the tattoos? He walks that dog like seven times a day. Doesn't he work? And the answer is, yeah, motherfucker, I work from home. I'll walk a dog. I'll walk a dog every minute if I want. And then the, what I thought was interesting was they commented. He poops weird. His po- I think he's military. I think he's military. His posture is very straight. That's good. That's what I said. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever mistaken me for military my whole life, but if there was on some level on which I could be confused, that would be the, that would be the, I get it constantly, constantly. Uh, So you get military? Constantly, constantly. No shit. Haircut. And then the fact that I don't have bad posture. Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. I mean, we talked about my, my acquaintance who looks so much like a cop that he's just got a, He's got to preempt conversations and go. I'm not. I know. I look. I'm not a fucking cop. Um, <laughs> he doesn't get touched. He just goes. I, l- listen. I. I, I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Yo, let's shout out our day. sponsors. Now that we're done with poop talk, um, shout out to Death Wish Inc. Boom. Vesuvius. Shout out to Close Casket Activities. The people of Pompeii. I thought you were going there. Uh, shout out to Run for Cover Records. Uh, uh, Herculaneum. Come on, come on, come on. The other side of it. What are what are some other what are Herculaneums on the other side of Pompeii, buddy? Come on. Herculaneum. Yeah, you didn't know that one. All right, and shout out to to Live a Lie Records. Uh, goddamn. Will any of my favorite Will Smith record? Boom. Ooh, there we go. Today, we're talking about Run for Cover and To Live a Lie. Let's start with Run for Cover Records. Guys, uh, one of my low-key uh, bands I was psyched on in the last few years, The Berries, coming back, new record, High Flying Man, uh, new full-length coming out. Um, Matt Berry, his pseudo-eponymous project, The Berries, uh, LP's coming out. Um, this is available for pre-order now. Yo, this is a cool record. Um how can I describe it? It's rock. It's a little indie. It's not lo-fi in a shit way. I'm very curious to see where they evolved from the last LP, which I loved here. Um, not going to drag it out, but I think you should check this band out. The Berries, runforcoverrecords.com. Go check it out. New records called High Flying Man. Last one was uh, something that Bob turned me on to. I didn't know anything about prior. And uh, even for my cranky, I don't like things that are uh, th- that are clean and and uh, have any type of pop sensibility. I thought it was excellent, so I I, I have high hopes as well. Can't wait, guys! We're gonna swing over to to live a lie. 
yo, this one, go to toliveali.com, click in, go to the web store, all that. But also, I hope you follow To Live a Lie on Instagram. Very active. You get a little behind the scenes, which I think is cool. So follow To Live a Lie, one word. Um, the big news that I like there is he is, they are doing a new record for the band Violencia, Tijuana hardcore band. Fast, but absolutely hard too. Um, I think it's coming out either later this year, maybe early next. Uh, political, fast, hardcore, but it's it's you know, for someone who's looking for it, it's got all the blazing speed, and it's certainly hard enough for anyone who would rather be in a TUI pit. Okay, so check that out. Um, take a look around to Live Alive. Got a lot of big stuff going on. Been doing a lot of six two five stuff recently, so uh, so follow it. And anybody who likes the faster side of hardcore. To, lo- to Live a Lie should just be a part of your diet. So keep an eye on it. You're going to hear stuff you love. Thank you, ToLiveAlive.com. Shout out to Tijuana. Shout out to Tijuana. Guys, how we doing? How we feeling? Uh, uh, aside from this back thing, I feel like a million bucks. It's such a joy to speak to you, fellas. Tom, how you doing, buddy? I'm overjoyed to speak with Pat Kenlin and to, Bob, to my buddy Bob. <laughs> Oh, appreciate it. Me and uh, Tom did do an episode in your absence last week, PK. Um, missed you. Eric Wilson, forever thankful for him in our lives, but also on our podcast. Uh, he did a great job. Do you know he also attempted to do the noises, the sounds between sponsors? Oh, that's uh, very intuitive of him. <laughs> in, <laughs> in your estimation, how how well do you think he did? Give it a Give it a grade. Score out of 100. Uh, four and a half. So that's a, uh, that's, is that out of 10? No. Out of 100. Okay. Four and a half. Oh, he, I would give him a five out of 100. That's correct. (laughs) Man, he's so punishing to Eric. Well, the first thing we're going to do today, uh, we got a few things to to go in on today. We got a lot of cleanup. We're going to keep it pretty light. We've got some more topical episodes coming soon. But we wanted to catch you up because you missed out on a little this or that with Eric Wilson. Um, we're going to speed round you through the questions and see where you line up with your uh, worst possible co-host. Okay? Okay. All right. So kind of keep it quick. There might be stuff. If you need to pull pull the e-brake, please, please feel free. Tom, I want you to feel free to interject too because you can kind of see we i like to see comparisons differences between opinions sure that's part of the reason having eric on was so fun he certainly fell outside of my purview in a lot of things patrick biohazard or marauder marauder i i I know how he would answer that he's like a marauder super fan he did he was he gave some nuance to his answer now how about this one that tom posed that i thought was a great follow-up marauder or sheer terror that's actually kind of tough. Um, answer for you, think, and then you can answer for him. Oh, oh uh, well, for myself, I probably ultimately go sheer terror. But does sheer terror have like a perfect record? You know, no, uh, like a, a single perfect. Oh, that's a good question, Tom. Do you think that? I think just can't hit enough is very good, but it's not it's quite very perfect good. to me. Um, they have more songs spread over. This is my argument, PK, for Biohazard. I mean, I picked Marauder over Biohazard and over Sheer Terror, but I think they both have more songs over the course of their discography than Marauder does. Marauder just happens to have Master Killer. 
the record. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's it, that's a tough thing because Master Killer you can just you can just put on and listen to while you drive and, and you're not skipping. Do you, do you know what I mean? So that's kind of a real asset. Uh, but yeah, I'll probably go Sheer Terror because at their best, I probably like Sheer Terror better. So yeah, Sheer Terror for me. Yeah, I am. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. I think Eric felt Marauder. I was uh, an easy Sheer Terror on that as well. Um, this was my follow up that I was lockstep with Tom on Marauder. We're we're considering them a metal hardcore hybrid. You know, not metalcore, but metallic hardcore at least, right? Sure. What percentage of their music is metal? If there's their music is 100%, how much of it is metal? How much of it is hardcore? Okay. First, I don't think anybody, you know, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be uh, real, real grimy about people that could fucking fold me up like a, like a new shirt. Um, mm. I don't know if anybody knows because I don't feel that many people give a chance to records after uh like the venoms record does that seem fair like could could either of you speak to how metallic the last marauder record was tom definitely could i can't i can't obviously i'm gonna say okay (laughs) i was gonna say 15 percent is metal but uh you know what i'll push it up to 20 it's a quarter metal even Masco, like let's say Masco, since that's what you know. Okay, yeah. so you Masco think that's only fifteen percent metal. No, no, no. Let's say. Okay, if it's not metal, then we're gonna say it's hardcore, because then maybe it's literally fucking forty six percent metal. Because I certainly there's a lot of hardcore in there, but. <laughs> I don't Tom think gave it a, Tom, you, yeah, Tom, I mean, some of the speed, it's, uh, to me, it's more metal than it is hardcore. Yeah, maybe it's 51. Uh, yeah, I, I even go higher, but it's, it's that the players in it, the energy with what they did, some of the scenes, not, not scene like, oh, who's that, who's that, but just where they played and who they played with and how they played shows, et cetera, et cetera, how they operate their band. Um, a lot of that stuff places them there. And it's also, and I you, mean, yeah. that record in 1995, as compared to that record in 2022, 2022, oh, right. it sounds like a fucking Youth of Today record compared to what goes on. Yeah. And I think the same songs that are on the Minus demo as compared to the Master Killer record go from like predominantly hardcore. Uh, that's a good point. To predominantly metal. Yeah. Just in the playing, the recording, the the new vocal, like Jorge, the new, <laughs> the 27 year old vocals that Jorge did. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with it. So, anyways, that was that was the the Marauder sidetrack. Um, down to nothing or backtrack, Patrick. Oh, that's tough. Uh, I know. I really like that last backtrack record, which I didn't think got enough love. I'll go backtrack. Okay. Um, uh, AEW wrestling or WWE wrestling right now? Oh, t- listen, I'm gonna sound insulting. Anything I say, uh, flip a coin. Yep. SSD or Slapshot. Slapshot. Bane or Have Heart. It's tough. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go Bane. Do you think, where's that answer going to be in 10 years? I think that's going to be interesting. For me or from everybody? From everyone. Like, like, will people still talk about Bane and Half Heart in 10 years? 
Given oh. track record, yes. But yeah, yeah, I believe. It's just the, the distinction also, of those bands. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's we have to assume that we have to assume that there's going to be a a renaissance at some point, right? Has to, and be. I bet has to be. I, I bet it'll be from a corner that we don't even suspect. Like I bet it'll be a different type of kid that is into Bane ten years like from now. Like Silverstein doing a Bane cover or something, and it's going to be like, wow. Uh, yes, yeah, I, mean, I could <laughs> see the 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 um the tree that branched from hardcore in the touche kind of way but then you know like law dispute like where is an evolution where those kids then find something like bane and go whoa whoa whoa! this is the hardcore i always wanted i i think i think like kids that are into stuff like counterparts like i think bane makes a ton of musical sense for them even if it's i look bane Bane was around for so long and so much that I think we kind of take for granted how how weirdly how weird a moment that was. I think EVR was such a perfect label for them to take like a relatively for hardcore at least accessible sound and kind of reach such a broad cross section of people. Uh, yep. I don't know. Bane, Bane is a really interesting band if for no other reason that they did it for so long that. I think people don't even people don't even analyze what what was happening. You know, it just became like a a part of people's lives. Like whether you liked Bane or hated Bane, you knew Bane was coming through town. So so you don't you didn't even think about it after a while. Well, right, and and for a long career, not musically they they don't have not the not for a twenty year career they don't have the discography that would normally pair with that. But I think most would say their discography holds up for what they were doing really well. Like most oh. people who I know who like Bane, even court casually like Bane, it's not like, like that last record holds up really well. Like, like longtime fans like, Oh yeah. A couple songs on there that I like as much as anything in the catalog, you know? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm not a Baniac and I, I'm just going to say they never, if you if you enjoy their sound at all, they never put out an embarrassing record, right? If you right. if you hate their sound, then obviously all the records are embarrassing. But like, if, if you th- th- there's nothing in their discography that that a fan of theirs would ever have to, you know, <laughs> kind of conveniently forget. Yeah, yeah. Or so, uh, no, you know that one's okay, but it's not. You know, there's none of that. It's it's, it's nice. So, uh, the Banisons, um 2025 that's my my target Interesting. We'll, we'll look for it indie rock or pop punk uh i mean if i, I have to fucking choose uh i'll go mm. indie rock age of coral or any other chromags recordings any other minor threat or agnostic front minor threat does minor threat matter that's, no yes um, did you see the agnostic front shirts they made for Europe? I did not. Tom, please describe them quickly. They were at Hellfest and the other fest they were playing on the front in the stencil, the you know, the the very famous AF stencil. Mm-hmm. It says agnostic front. You flip the shirt over in that same stencil, agnostic back. <laughs> Pretty how good. Did it take, how did it take this long? <laughs> Holy Don't, shit. Pretty good. Um, I wish I was there for Vinny's face to be like, oh, 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 got an idea. 
I don't know. That's 100%. Uh, Patrick, jorts or sweatshorts? Sweatshorts sweat shorts are pretty lit, actually. I'll go them. I was the only person on Team Sweatshorts. Uh, the Beatles or the Beach Boys? <sighs> Fuck. Uh, Beach Boys. <laughs> Oi or Beatdown? Beatdown. Ariana Grande or Dua Lipa? I say this only because I met her and she was nice. Ariana Grande. You met Ariana Grande? <laughs> Sorry, let's get to that now. I've, I'm sure I've told this story. It's, it's also got here? a... T- no, it's got a tinge not. of sadness to it too, so I don't go know for I, it. Yeah, there's no way you told us a story. Okay, How did, you meet her with, did you meet her with Mac Miller, not the one we know, and you asked yes. for her number from him? Or no, no, that's a good guess. Uh, I was at the West Hollywood Whole Foods. Uh, I'm going to be talking about a woman right now. I'm, I'm uh, very happy with my girlfriend. So, uh, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be talking about Ariana Grande in person. Is an incredibly impressive human being. She's like a very yes, yes. good looking. She's very good looking. And I didn't know who I, well, I didn't know who she was. So I'm at the West Hollywood Whole Foods and there's this very, very attractive woman who, by the way, very, very small too. uh, Like a a short sort of person. Very attractive person. Very, yeah. Very attractive person (laughs) who is with a guy who looks like a motocross dude. But he looks kind of familiar right. to me. Yeah, yeah. And yep, and, yep. and I'm I'm trying to figure out who is this who is this motocross guy? Motocross guy. Well, yeah, who's the motocross guy? I'm like, maybe he's a BMX dude. I know his face. Yeah. And yeah. I'm and I'm trying to think he and I'm doing the math. I'm like, okay, we're in Hollywood. He must be a celebrity because his partner is really that out of control. Clearly a celebrity, yeah. Good looking, right? right? So I'm trying to, and I eventually, I, I, and you know, I, uh, m- me and this girl, Ariana, I find out later, we're, we pet the same dog at the same time. We exchange a little pleasantry. She seems really nice, nice person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm sitting there and I'm eating and they're eating at a little outdoor dining area. Mm-hmm. And eventually I get frustrated because I'm like, who is this guy? And I take a photo and I put it on Instagram or maybe Twitter, whatever. And I said, who is this fella? And everybody responds with, is there something wrong with you? A, that's Mac Miller, but who gives a shit? That's Ariana Grande. (laughs) I said, oh. Pretty good, pretty good. I I had no idea. And this is, uh, okay, please understand, everybody, this is not, please understand this is not a joke. I didn't know who Ariana Grande was. I'd heard her name a lot, but frankly, her name sounds like, I thought she was an adult actress for like the first two years I heard that name. And I don't, also, this was some years ago. This was like, yeah. uh, I mean, whatever the is, fuck they were dating. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, this is, this is, she's coming out of Disney Channel time, basically. See, so, so I my, had no idea who she was at this time either, I bet. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah. but I don't know a Dua Lipa song, and I'm not sure I know an Ariana Grande song. I'm sure I'd recognize one if I heard it, but the point is, that she was, we talked about a dog for 30 seconds and she was nice. She, she, she's getting my vote. All right. Um, they broke up uh, in 2018. So it wasn't that long ago. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Tom, I'm, I'm late to the pop game. I don't even know what yeah. Dua Lipa is. You th- I love the fact you, that you thought he was a motocross guy. <laughs> I was I mean, convinced. All, all, all re- okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Next one. Next one. 
Youth of today or breakdown? Mm, breakdown. Right. Gulch or drain? Mm, drain. Hardcore from 1984 to 1989 or hardcore from 1990 to 95? Mm. Uh, I'll go 90 to 95. Mm. I think my personal interests are currently leaning the first because it was less of what I grew up with. But yeah. uh, I guess probably my heart is probably still in that 90s period. The 90s period is interesting. There's plenty of hardcore. The post-hardcore stuff really pulls in. If, you, if we larger circle it, it's uh, it's a better conversation. Uh, TV or film? Oh, film. Williamsburg or Silver Lake? Silver Lake. Metallica or Slayer? Um... Fuck. Uh, flip a coin, Slayer. Tom, uh, we, we, you brought up how good Master the Masters of Puppets is. Yeah, Master, yeah. And and then later, I was at a uh, birthday party for an eight year old, and the host, uh, their phone just started playing Master of Puppets, and I was like, "Oh, synchro mysticism! Here we are." <laughs> you start moshing uh, kids into the pool. No, but but there was like a like. A sharp look immediately, like, whoa, Masters. All right. Um, Pokemon or Magic the Gathering, Patrick? Fuck. Dun, 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 I'll say dun, dun, dun. Magic. Do you remember when both of those things entered the sphere of comic book shops? Sure. It was a really weird time. Seven Seconds or Gorilla Biscuits? Seven Seconds. EP or LP? Mm, EP. Yankees or Dodgers? Mm, Yankees. Trapped Under Ice or Turnstile? Uh, Trapped Under Ice. Mario or Luigi? Luigi. Tie-dye shirt or oversized all-over print shirt? Tie-dye. The last question, you don't have to answer. Drug church or self-defense family? Self-defense family. There you go. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that you're caught up. Um, would you have guessed that Eric was a child of Pokemon? Yeah, He's I like the exact that. right age for it, right? I, I should have guessed that. Um, I know. It's okay. Well, you, you, you were giving your answers, which is good. Um, guys, we've been doing this thing called 80s Mosh Madness. True. How's it been feeling on a listening level? Good. It's cool. A lot of stuff I that mean, I zipped past in the U section. Sure. And has some of it hit you in a more like, wow, okay, yes, I this was this is better than I gave credit to in my head, you know, not Almost not saying you right. I'm not saying I'm returning to a lot of it. Uh-huh. But I think all of it I was like I mean, I, this is I'm probably an outlier in this. You one thing that didn't strike me as interesting was YDL. Or why die? I'm sorry. Why die? Why die? Yeah. Why die? We didn't. There is no YDL on this list. I don't think. No. 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 Why YDL die? twelve inches uh, till much later. No. Um. You know what's interesting? The why die one. We're. we're I, mean, I wanted to do a little convo on all this. Why die? Definitely didn't hit most people, but the people who it hit, it really hit. Yeah. We got some some converts who really loved it and oh, loved is that how right? gnarly it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's nice. It was really fun. That was actually one of the best ones. Like so. So on a pure. On a personal level, this has been a fun listening experience. I've enjoyed it. It's kind of rekindled a couple and also uh, sparked some new interest. 
getting to see how many people are either ha- going through that or hearing new shit for the first time, really cool. Um, Patrick, you were saying this has been a fun, fun exercise. Fun exercise, but I've been a little disappointed in, in like there's a couple records that I, I want to give a new appraisal because I, they mean a lot to certain people and I respect people's opinions on it and everything. But like, here's a little spoiler. Cause I think this is, this episode is not up yet, but like, it's so weird how little Jerry's kids hits me. Like it's, it's genuinely weird how like I can't get anything out of it. I've tried and I can't, and I don't know, like shit like that is interesting to me. Cause like, when you go and you listen to something with the intention of, of trying to understand it and trying to pull the best from it, usually you get a good result because you, you, you're thinking about the music, you know? Right. But there's, there's certain stuff like, um, uh, maybe, Oh, vision as well. Right. Where, yeah, you were, you, you've been given a very open ear to vision for sure. But I just, I like kind of like can't connect on the level that I want. Like that blast record was such a, blast for me because uh it, it it that was a record that i previously didn't didn't rate and right and now i listen to it a lot <laughs> you know it's so like that yeah. was a joy to like but like i want that experience more uh yeah. and that why die record i'm not gonna say i listen to it a lot but the actual uh not without a fight. This the maybe the first track on it, maybe second. Yeah, the first song on it's really good. Fucking great, man! <laughs> like I've been listening to that fucking a lot. Uh, I think th- that's the problem. Is the first song on that record gives such promise to something that I don't think the rest of the record delivers on. But it's because it just goes a different direction. Yeah. It's like the direction I want is for it to go. Like, okay, we're doing this. Like, what if negative approach got a little gnarlier and noisier? and added a little bit of dirginess to the sound and yep. they go yeah 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 cool cool but what if they really lean into that dirginess and noisiness and get even more off kilter it's like uh all right <laughs> I, i'll go one step further what, what, what if at some point they abandon the concept of music you know yes. <laughs> like, okay all right well and, and i mean so that's that's kind of the fun exercise of the whole thing and i i, I think that experience with jerry's kids is a good like like observation point of you like a good amount of classic Boston hardcore. Tom, I think Jerry's kids and FU's hit you this time more than you even realized. Cause you, you came away from both those being like, yeah, these, this is really good. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, I, it's, yeah. I think it's, yeah. I always wrote them off as like more like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I thought. Just more like punk punk side. Right. Yeah. Like, they were obviously not. Oh, FU's for sure. I always put more in the punk side. Um, Hmm. But I I don't know what it is. Like, I think that they're – we talked about this with the – oh, fuck. I forget which band brought – like really kicked this idea up that it's it's possible to be an exemplar in a style where it becomes so rote that it's almost like – you get written off even though you were either a pioneer or truly like the peak, the pinnacle of it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So like that's kind of an interesting idea that like, there's probably stuff that we all enjoy right now that, you know, 10 years from now, people are going to say, 
oh, come on, everybody does that. Or like, yeah, we, we get it. It's a, you know, like, because. Well, because, well, because with the March of Time, sometimes a better version of that comes along. Or right? if, you know what, Bob, let's not even, let's not even hit it with better. That's true, but let's not even hit it with better. Let's, yeah. let's say, okay. let's say something more attuned to your moment that makes more right. sense to your ear. There we go. And, and therefore feels, feels better. Like feel like right. it, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, there's a couple of those acts in our, it, it, that maybe that's why I'm drawn, drawn to blast and, and uh, why die on these is because that's to me, those are not things that you can, you can kind of say, uh, Oh yeah. You know, I, I, I know exactly what this is. You know? Well, you know, and it, it, there's, there's, well, I think you're circling around it, and I'll go right to the point of it. There's a singularity in it um, that uh, certainly that wide eye record. Um, I don't know many bands who've gone for it. I, I think, I think I like if I'm going to compare it to something, the Decroitsen record that we're going to get to. I think is a more palatable version of that to me. I think the Condensed Flesh Void record uh, is a more palatable version of that to me. But to, to also, they, they don't have the same rock elements that the Wide Eye record does. Like, the Wide Eye record actually has some, like, yeah, these dudes like cock rock solos. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and they're not afraid to throw that in every once in a while. So, um, I'm blast, I, I mean, you know, I, I think despite the fact that there's a lot of uh, Black Flag, they pull apart and do it in so their own way that, like, there's a certain singularity to that sound and the production elements, I think. So, uh, I'm going to I'm going to announce a bias, and mm. I hope our listeners understand that I like this exercise. I'm good at this exercise. I can put the bias aside. Uh, the Void record, I mm. think, is not more approachable. I think that it has it ha- just has better it has better publicist. That that's. Oh, I mean, well, um, well, that's going to be the comparison. Uh, I think that we should do the uh, the the like noisiest of the noisy, the least palatable of the pa- most palatable of the least palatable conversation at some point, where we'd get like the records that people arguably say, "Yo, this is the most difficult record," and and find you know, like to me, for my for my money, it's generic, it's flipper. I was just gonna say, if, I think it's, anybody it's, that's being, the granddaddy. Yeah, you know? a, a, anybody being honest is just it's not nobody enjoys that listen except on the academic level. I don't care what the fuck anybody says. So, um, <laughs> Tom, any any what was if you had to pick one? Well, we're gonna go through. So, if as we're going through, think of like. If there's one moment that like really did, I'm doing this basically as a catch up because as opposed to the last time we did Mosh Madness, we've spread this one out a little more and that's been consciously because we wanted to keep people on the hook. We wanted to keep people engaged. We want to keep people in it. And when you're doing something like talking about records from the past 10 years, which is what we did, we did from 2010 till current when we did that, um, that stuff that's alive and has a pulse and people want to talk about with the 80s stuff. Well, you know, certainly some of these acts are still around or doing stuff now or doing this or that, whatever, whatever. 
But to me, I was like, I don't want someone to go, oh, well, and then they started talking about records from 30 years ago. So I stopped listening for two and a half months, <laughs> you know, um, rather, hey, you're going to get it in spurts and check this out. And and it also enabled people, I think, to listen to these records a little more wholly. Uh, at least that's what it seems like in the results so far. So um, it's been it's been kind of awesome to see that. And a, a major appreciation to everybody who's who's engaging in it and uh, and giving it the the honest listen because I know some of the stuff is really for people, some of it is really not, and some of it is like, oh my god, this is revelatory. Like I, I can't believe right. I found this record. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. So uh, let's go to results because that's part of what we're doing here. Bold versus bold speak out versus crucifix dehumanization. Sixty five percent went for crucifix, guys. Which <sighs> yeah, not a, not a huge surprise, despite the way me and Tom voted. Tom, did we vote with our hearts and not our heads on that one? I think maybe. I mean, I think we thought crucifix was better. Better. <laughs> Wait, Academically, did we, did it was better. Yeah, I yeah, guess I you did. Just because bold meant more to me over the course of yeah, my. Yeah, I think we, I think we both went a little bit more. That crucifix record is really, really good. Can I yes. wait? Really wait, wait. Let, let me ask you fellas a question. Yeah, let me ask you some. Okay, the, uh, understand my framing here. Like, it's, of course, try, try, no, try no. to bear with me. Does bold fucking suck? And no, they don't. Uh, here's Definitely that's not. the part that I uh, that's the part that's hard but go ahead please continue what I mean is why does this band that should not inspire the type of dislike emotional yeah that bold gets yeah. why do they inspire such dislike the polarity because they have a kind of a cult of worship you know there's a cult following to it that like, look, I, I want to, it's sort of the same kind of cult following the Revelation Records has, except it's so honed in on bold. It's like some people question if the, because some people hear, hear the bold record and go, yeah, this is just, it's, it's just a hardcore record. Like, to be honest, there's elements of AF in there. Um, it's a lot more stompy than any of the other youth records like to me this is like like this is kind of cool in a weird raw way it's really stripped down like like nuts and bolts hardcore like straightforward in a lot of ways you know but because there's such a huge cult behind it and and people who are cult, they like the record, they like the band, but when they they like the aesthetics of it, they love the shirt, they love the design of the record. Yo, you you guys hear us on this podcast? We nerd out about this stuff, you know. Like that's an element of the whole thing. But I think for some people, there's almost an aversion to the bold thing because of the fan base, right? And we've talked about this. It happens with lots of bands and lots of fan bases. So bold became kind of the pinnacle of like 
varsity jacket youth crew rev one to ten you know like if i don't fuck with that then bold sucks you know what i mean does that make sense yeah i think it's like it's the lowest it's the lowest hanging fruit of that of that youth crew right and to me i'll take the bold record yeah yeah oh gb gb um, supersedes the youth crew world, even though they're as much a part of the youth crew as any of the Bad bold body, dudes, right. you know? Right. I, mean, I love bold. Th- like, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, please go. Go, go, go. I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, I love youth today more too, but like, you know, it, it, is youth today that much? It's just different. And Ray Capo is Ray Capo and Matt from bold is Matt from bold. Right. So, so bold got, Sometimes they were given the junior varsity status. Sometimes Youth of Today gets more credit because it's like, yeah, the Youth of Today dudes are trying to sound like Antidote and, you know, AF. Like, Bold were doing a version of that. They didn't come to, they didn't, weren't trying to sound like Antidote, but like, I hear elements of AF in there. I hear elements of YOT. I hear they're, they're doing shreddy stuff. You know, like, I think the Bold record on a purely like, listen to hardcore level should get more love and attention however i get it and i get the repulsion for people who are like no i don't i don't like what this did i don't like what this did to hardcore and it's more like people don't like what bold with nothing to do with the members of the band but what bold began to, became to began to signify mm-hmm. if that makes sense you know i mean, I mean they were yeah they became the youth crew because it became, was a bold shirt over a ta- over a fucking hoodie and all that sort of stuff but but that's right if you listen to fucking looking back, that is a great hardcore record. And and, and to me, proto post hardcore. Yes, I, I think I think speak out is a very solid mid eighties like New York hardcore records. And and like there's a part of me that there's a nostalgia. So please feel free to take that as you will. But looking back, the like the seven inch self titled seven inch and that all the looking back material. Oh man, is proto post hardcore. It's it's what Tom was doing right before Quicksand. So, I think it's great. Um, uh, a, a shout out to our ma- our man James who uh, listens and is in a uh, really good. Uh, I, I won't say who he is, but he's in a really good. Uh, uh, I would say almost arty hardcore sort of outfit. And yes, uh, yes. and <laughs> talking to him about Youth Crew, he said, "You know." that stuff just made so much more sense to me because it was about wearing colorful shirts on the outside of your sweatshirts. And that's what I'm about. That's what I'm about. (laughs) I said, you know what? (laughs) I guess whatever takes you to the dance is, you know what I mean? Like it's fucking fine. Yeah, man. Get that Miller tag, buddy. I love it. Wearing Uh, colorful shirts on the outside of my sweatshirt. (laughs) So uh, the next one was a, an interesting matchup, and I don't. If you guys can, we're going to do the guessing game. Negative effects self-titled or rights of spring self-titled? Where do you think the votes went? I'm saying rights of spring. Okay, <laughs> Patrick. With our listeners, that's really tough. I I don't know. I'll I'll go I'll go negative approach. Negative effects. Oh, negative effects. Uh, oh, I'll still go negative effects. What's the percentage, Tom? Um, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like 55-45. Okay. Patrick, what would be your guess? Yeah, 60-40. 
Rides the spring one seventy thirty. Wow. A little bit of surprise to me because that negative effects record is very good. It's not just it, Bob. It's not just that it's good. It's that I kind of I didn't think of our listeners as as really being rights of spring. I like I don't hear people talk about rights of spring anymore at all, at all, at all. Mm. And I I just thought that it was like one of those things that was passing into the passe. Do you know what I mean? So that's interesting. We had well, a, let's be a, honest. Anytime emo comes up in 2022 and everyone needs to give that like, but actually, yeah, (laughs) it always starts with rights of spring. Yep. Right. Like didn't start with you. Like they'll be like, you know, 2020, you know, whatever. Or like they'll talk about taking back Sunday and Jimmy world. They're like emo actually started in 1985. Like they talk about rights of spring first and foremost. And there's only like, think of like that scene. There's such a limited amount of stuff out of that particular time. Yeah. Like right to spring is number two. And it's also like, I mean, it's, you almost can't find anything better than it still. Do you know? Like, I I know. I, I, so we had a, a lot of responses that were like, man, I hadn't listened to the right to spring record in a long time, but this is great. Like, like the re, re, like, yeah. This hasn't been something I've gone back to, but wow, wow. You hey, know, Pat. So, yes. Who has more monthly listeners, Embrace or Rights of Spring? I'll go Rights of Spring. You would be correct. Okay, good. Really? Rights of Spring has thirty-one thousand. Embrace has twenty-five thousand. That wow. tracks for me. Okay. Who's got more listens, Moss Icon or Lungfish? Uh, I would hope Lungfish. They got fucking 20 records. Moss Icon has one and a half. Moss Icon wins. What? Wow. Yep, buy me by like a thousand, but it's still, it's a thousand. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. There you go. All right, all right. Keep is it going. Moss Icon, oh, go, what go. year did that record Moss Icon out? is a good one to talk about. Uh, the, the 89? 90? The one with the really long fucking title is a brilliant record that we should talk about sometime. Yeah, I actually think Moss Icons deserves a a little dive. It might even be a little later. It might be 92. I'm trying to remember. You could tell me. They only have a complete discography. Yeah, let's see. The uh, Liburnum Wits and Liberation Flies. Yeah, that's the one. That's right. All right. God, uh, the the title tracks so good. Yeah, very, very good record. This one's close to your hearts. Sick of it all, blood, sweat, and no tears, or DYS Brotherhood. Oh, sick of it all. Sick of it all. 70-30. Patrick? Yeah, I'll go. F- uh, yeah, that's probably safe. Seventy-nine twenty-one. Mm. That, that Brotherhood record, yeah. I think, is really good. I think it's yeah. really good. But then but- they did that song about the Red Sox, and then it was all over. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that, that hurt. That song was cr- that didn't hurt. That song is crazy where it's like it, it, it almost reminds me of like I Love L.A. where it's like got the parts where it's like, you know, Sixth Street. It, like it. it yeah. Yeah. It, we love like, it. Da, da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In my memory, that yeah. D.Y.S. song is like is like hot dogs. Like it's <laughs> 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 down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I, I just got douche chills thinking about that. Um, I will say. I will say that it's it's kind of 
because you can't look back at these things as complete isolated objects, right? You know, and we didn't because we chose records based on like how we feel like, is this their best record? Is it comparing it to their later records, their, their earlier records, whatever, whatever. But like, it's almost impossible with negative effects. I think about what if that's the only hardcore record Choke did? Mm. As such I mean, a weird, unique vocalist, I think his vocals get more unique in Slapshot because when the pace comes down, I think his vocals shine a little more. Yeah. But you think, what if that's the only record that dude does? It's kind of interesting. Um, and and I think there's a lot of people, whether they're doing it consciously or subconsciously, to me, I really like this negative effects record, but I love Step On It. I love it. And it was earlier. And so then negative effects was something I had to like really warm to first. And, uh, yep. you know, anyways. Um, and that's kind of DYS Brotherhood thinking to that. It's hard to deny some missteps later. It, it's you know certain things can really overcome it, but DYS Brotherhood's a, a borderline perfect record to me. Um, Yo, keeping it moving, uh, yeah. Shout! Sh- sh- I know we've talked about this. I'm just going to reiterate it for new listeners. Shout out to Choke, who is spending the equivalent of a college education on getting fucking anime tattoos by top level fucking artists all over his goddamn body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his head. I, I don't I don't know anybody living their fucking truth like this weirdo. He he's about Can't wait for the next song about him. Yeah, I mean I've got how many songs about him? He's got he's about like Clintonite dem politics and videos of of people being injured and in, in like mountain biking accidents and yeah, like like yeah like like uh who hurt you instagram videos yeah, yeah and, and and fucking anime tattoos and it, not from the local scratcher but from no like, no he's from like traveling like, like oh six month waiting list yeah, like, oh, let's book a Slapshot tour around when these tattoo artists are in Europe. Fantastic. <laughs> Yo, know, straight up, I, I, an episode that I want to do is what hardcore vocalist is most honest. That's an episode I want to do. And I Sounds I think good. that, I, I, listen, this is respectfully to a dude whose music I fucking love. I don't know if there's anybody in Choke's level of strange. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, this is like every day. It's like a new fucking thing where I'm like, yo, he's going all, he's going past all in. He's like in a different plane of existence he's, now. He, he, yeah, it's not close. And, and I also think his peer group matters. Like, yo, go see these videos of Al Burreal. Al Burreal is like... Like, if you said, draw me a picture of a Bruins fan, like your average Boston Bruins fan, it's just Al Burreal. There he is. He's just like, <laughs> you know, he's wearing a plain sweatshirt and a hat yep. that's like vaguely hockey related. Choke compared to his peers. Yo, what? <laughs> he's Yo, just living. So shout out to him. It, it, it's like. Everybody, you gotta follow Choke. It's like he'll be like, "Yo, John Joseph's a bitch," and next, next fucking, next fucking post, 
here's an anime cat girl like peeking out from behind my ear. This, this yes. and I know the tattoo artist like that's like a fucking foreground tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love his life, man. Yo, he his his just for example, his Instagram story today. Oh, they're playing the Rebecca Black Friday song in this cafe I'm at in European City here. Hold on. And posts a video with it and says, I didn't think you'd believe me. So here's a video of me sitting in this cafe listening to what was an internet joke song from half a decade ago. Like, what are we talking? What is going on? It's amazing. An icon. Salute. Jack on the map. Uh, underdog, the vanishing point, or the faith subject to change? Which Uh-oh. takes it? I'm going underdog, but uh, 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 60-40. Tom? I'm going underdog 70-30. Underdog 54-46. Wow. You guys forget, because we did that. The, that faith record is better than any of us gave it credit for. Uh, that's oh, for sure. Too. Really good. Early, early in this, you know, I, I have one tattoo and it's an underdog tattoo, and I love Vanishing. Vanishing Point is my favorite underdog record. That Faith record is really, really good. So, uh, hope everybody's given some time and attention. Uh, 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 those were that was a really. We've had some very close matchups. That was one of them. All right, getting up to the next one. We took a little break here. Do, 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 do. All right. Um, instead, Bonds of Friendship or Infest Slave. 80 20 infest infest 75 infest 85 50 wow. uh yo to the instead fans out there a lot of good material out there as we noted the seven inch and the lp after this we think are better it's just that second inf- instead lp came out in the 90s so what can we do um and that infest record is Top of the pops. I expect that to go far in this tournament, actually. Same. Descendants Milo goes to college or token entry Jaybird? 80-20. Descendants 70 80-20. 81-19 is the actual number. Um, token entry Jaybird would have made a... I think it would have been an awesome five song, maybe six song, 12-inch EP, something like that. Just cut, trim it a little bit, and just make it just the highlights. Because that's a there's some real tracks from Token Entry. Absolutely, I just don't think the whole record bangs the way I'd like it to. Mm-hmm. Let me see this. Yeah, da, da, da. Then we talk about Zinga Dong Bone for a while and start that genre. What do you think is Roots Zinga Dong Bone? Other than obviously Red Hot Chili Peppers, Junkyard. What about Aerosmith? Oh Aerosmith yeah, are, yeah. I mean, they do some yeah, do well. Lots of silly vocal stuff. Token entry's got a little funk to it. My friend Andy is a gigantic Aerosmith fan. Um, we just found out we didn't know. He he kind of tried to put on that he wasn't. Uh, but we we were able to identify that they are a primary influence on Guns and Roses. Like it's almost undeniable when you actually oh, think sure. about the two. It's crazy. So, shout out to Andy, the gigantic Aerosmith fan. Absolutely. Um, we don't hold that against him. <laughs> um, Live an animal. Today. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Youth of today, break down the walls or neurosis, pain of mind. Ooh. 
I'm going to say uh, Youth of Today, but n- not by as much as you'd think. I'm going to say uh, 65. YOT, 72. Uh, you guys split the difference. 68% to Youth of Today. Neurosis Pain of Mind was a bit of a revelation to many people. I was, was just going to ask, people, like, people come around this was- on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of people in the replies who were like, yo, these are both awesome. Um, There's people who there was a bunch of people who actually replied. I like neurosis more overall, but Mm. this youth of today's records better. There's a few again, more than one first time listener to neurosis, including folks who were coming from the YOT side who listened were like, damn. That was actually really good because I think for somebody who's so, so for a youth of today fan, they might, if they are given, you know, what is it? Silver, silver, uh, silver and blood, silver and blood, blood. through silver and blood. That might not scratch an itch for them, but this record might, you know, pain of minds fast. It's punk. It's raging. It's, uh, it's also a lot more hardcore than I think people would have thought especially given the aesthetic of it, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that was a closer one than the uh, kind of as aforementioned discussion, uh, adolescent self-titled wide eye black dust. <laughs> uh, you know what? 80%. I don't know. Listen, adolescence, I feel like is such a classic, but only to a certain person. And I think a lot of people don't care. So, mm. I bet it's not as I bet it's a, I sure there's a big gap, but I'm I bet it's not as insane as I would think. Seventy. Uh eighty one eighty four percent adolescence. So Whoa, big. you fucking frauds. <laughs> uh, yo, I think that adolescence record might be slightly more universal than you'd think. Maybe. Now, it ju- it just I don't, it, it, it was so off my radar as a kid. I think it I think it's off the radar for a lot of people. But I think when they when you actually listen to it it's a very easy listen. Um, I could see somebody who's not in the mood for a California punk record uh, to just kind of push to the side, but it's it's a pretty pleasant one. Tom, the highs on that record, pretty high, right? Oh, absolutely. Like all-time classic. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I mean, like no, very tough. noble, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like Pat's like, oh, you know, it's it's only people love them, but there's only a few amount of people. And what is why die? That's even like that's like a 10 percent of the amount of people that listen to. No, to uh, well that yeah, well, I mean ten percent might be three percent, but what I'm saying is the the uh, it. I think I always assume a lot of people are voting with their hearts. So sometimes I think like stuff that where I know that it made a big impact on people as as kids. I expect that stuff to win, even if I don't think it should win. So the, the I just. I thought maybe the adolescence, maybe that era where everyone listened to it, I think is like very, that's over. So hey, Pat, you want to do a little math with me here, buddy? A little guessing, sure. a little math guessing game? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> How many monthly listeners why do I have? Fucking 5,000. 1,100. Wow. Yeah. 1,100. How Fuck. many does drug charge uh, I don't know. We shrunk up after the uh after the initial thing uh 70 so like 2 200 123000 okay well, not that bad, honestly Wonderful. Yeah, that's pretty good how many do you think adolescents have 
Oh, uh, 220? Yeah, 218,000. I'm good. Oh. I mean, I'll put why die versus that. It's like. No, uh, listen, I get it. I, I just, <clears throat> I thought that like our listener was not necessarily like, okay, here's a question. We talk about minor threat all the time. We talk about how minor threat is like the fucking like a pinnacle yeah, yeah. To, that is difficult to fucking even really as a musician, it's difficult to fucking think, could I do this? Not because it's so fucking complicated but because it's like, yo, it, it's just imagine getting it right that early on a fucking genre that then spans another fucking 30 years, 40 years. Yeah. So imagine just getting it right. Right. Crazy. But yeah. we talk, we talk all the time. There's a number of our listeners that couldn't give a goddamn and were not introduced to minor threat earlier in their like it wasn't in their top it wasn't in their first 10, wasn't in their first 20. So yeah. my point is adolescence were debt was definitely this record that we're talking about was definitely in a lot of people's first 10. But I think that that I think that's over. Do you know what I mean? So I think that there can be a more sure. honest appraisal. <sighs> That's gonna be that's gonna be the next one because you got to remember. I think the adolescence hit the uh, Tony Hawk Grand Theft Auto. Oh, uh, good point. Soundtrack audience and gave it a new wind, and yeah. like that gave him a new wind. But it's been a long time for that too. True. So you know, like uh, I was thinking about Grand Theft Auto the other day, and like that's like they they got to do a rebrand to connect with kids like uh, you know like what what is a Fortnite 8 year old going to do with grand theft auto like th- they got to figure out how to like it, it's got to move like 10 times faster uh, yeah. oh for sure everybody my uh, my future stepson would would like me to give out his gamer tag here but uh, his mother says uh, no probably, probably not for the best mm-hmm. what's he play he's a Fortnite guy but kids are weird as fuck about Fortnite. They want to do everything but win. Oh, th- yeah. They want to do all the weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the yeah, weird yeah. stuff. Like, ju- stuff. you know, and I'm just, I'm like, I keep telling him, try winning. What are we doing? You're, my, you're on my squad. Try, win. <laughs> all right. All right. Out of Fortnite. Um, Vision in the blink of an eye or Warzone. Don't forget the struggle. Don't forget the streets. 75. I'm going to say Warzone. I'm going to say it's closer because a lot of Bob's friends listen and they <laughs> are Vision friends. So I'm going to say 65. It's 85. And, and Tom, for every one of my friends who likes Vision, they also love Warzone. Yeah, I know. I was just going to hope shout they out to, with shout, their heart. No, shout out to the... Uh, there was a, uh, uh, as mentioned, friend Andy, the Aerosmith lover. Um, <laughs> he fronted a uh, a band at the shore called Shore Zone, all War Zone covers. Incredible. Really, really good. Really good, actually. Um, so I, I wish they had just recorded something. Why not? Fuck it. When did that um, happen? Why doesn't that happen every October? It should be. Uh, it ha- I mean, happened first time happened a long time ago. Not 20 years ago, but closer to that than, than now. So... Uh, but it should it get should him, happen. Get pens, make it happen. Come on. Schwagger. We got we got peeps. Um all right. DRI dealing with it or crumb suckers life of dreams. Tough. This is gonna be tough. Yeah. That's what people thought too. I say crumb suckers fifty one percent. I say DRI fifty two percent. DRI fifty one percent. Ooh. Wow. 
Closest vote by far. Enough so that I double checked the Twitter numbers versus our Instagram vote numbers, which have all like tracked about the same. There's been a sure. few percentage different. And I was like, yo, if if Crumb Suckers won on Instagram, I'm gonna have to tally it out. But DRI won by fifty four percent on that one. But yeah, I demand really a close. <laughs> yo, uh really close. I, I hope I hope there are people who discovered both these. If you love Dead Heat, you need to know both these bands. You need to yes. both know both these records. True. Like these are like musts. Um all right, let's go to the next one. We've only done one more is that the last one we did? Yeah, and we haven't done voting on the, Oh, we did the Oh, we didn't do voting on the blast uh the the most recent one. So we're going to do that um coming up here. So everybody keep keep tuned for that. Uh, that's I, I held off because I wanted to kind of you know I like to let I like to let it marinate a little bit. It's one of the lessons that I learned from last time was if we give the episode a little more room to breathe, people people do it. Should we preview what our next set of four records is going to be? Do it. Yeah, let's do All it. Right. All right. Verbal assault trial mm. up against DOA hardcore eighty one. Mm. Final Conflict, Ashes to Ashes, okay. up against Marginal Man Identity. You know, th- there's a couple proper obscures there. That's kind of interesting. Yep. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think those are going to be fun ones for sure. I think I'm very H2O helps Marginal Man become a thing in the 90s. What uh, song did they cover? Friend. That's right. That's right. So uh, to me, uh, I really like that Final Conflict LP. I don't know the last time I listened to that DOA record. Like anybody being honest uh, can't name the last time to listen to it. We listened to Marginal Man for one of our Year in Hardcore episodes, yep. I believe. Um, yeah. And Verbal Assault's a band I've tried with a lot over the years. Who, when I listen to, it, I'm like, man, this is pretty good. I, the record that I think it's this one. I think Ian Mackay produces it, and I. I'm intrigued by it. It's one that sort of like the Faith LP. I'm like, man, I might be, I might like this more than I give it credit for, but just haven't sat with it and haven't given it that like, um, you know, it doesn't have that nostalgic kind of energy. Like it doesn't, it ha- it wasn't with me when I was a kid. So it, it has some breaking through to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, Guys, anything else that we want to chat on before we get going? I know it's kind of a quick episode, but you're you're overseas. This is actually our third episode of the session. Yes. What else? Is, we anything recorded, else going we've recorded on? four times in the last twenty four hours. That's right. That's Thanks right. He wills. He wills. So yeah. if anything um, major happens in the next week, like we, mm. sorry, yeah. we recorded. Yeah, it yeah. everybody, we're not world we're traveling. Not, we're not ignoring. <laughs> No, and, and uh, we will have some cool big news to announce soon, and uh, pretty yes. excited about it. So we I'm going to see a fail tonight. Oh yeah, where is that peak? Uh, where is that Tom? Knockdown Center with uh, Frank Turner and the Bronx. Oh, you know what? Very interesting. All right. Let let me know how the Bronx is because I'm playing shows with them, and let me know uh, how Vale is because uh, people forget this. In their moment, they were without question one of the best live hardcore acts. And I don't think that that part is remembered. I also think that I think they're wholly unique 
they were a hardcore band, but the live experience was very unique to them. You know, yeah. And they want no you want to talk about crossover bands? Yeah. Yep. They're the biggest crossover band because it was like there could be a straight edge kid next to a crusty dude, next to this, next to that. Like they drew everybody. I've seen them twice since they've been back. I saw the two Richmond shows. And you know, there's some tread on there's some wear on those tires, but they're still fucking those songs, man. They're still fucking great. And they're yeah, they're doing like a week oh, like they're before no. it's it's the Bronx. Bob, you, if you can get up here, I can get you in. Hmm. It's the Bronx at seven fifteen, available at eight fifteen, and then Frank Turner. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so the Bronx is main support on the rest of it, but like for the shows with Avail, Avail is is on as main support. support. And it's like fifty shows in fifty states. Frank is doing. Oh, okay. That's so he'll cool. play like so he's playing Brooklyn tonight, but then he's playing. Or Brooklyn Queens, like right on the border. Um, but then he's playing like New Jersey, like a late night show. So he hits New Jersey, and then he's like, he'll do like an oh. afternoon show at like a bar somewhere, acoustic, and then play a giant venue the state o- next state over. So he hits every. So like so he'll be playing like fucking hit, North yeah, right. like, at a barbecue uh, place, and then you know, then he'll be in like fucking Iowa playing a three thousand cap or whatever. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is. Maybe. He's hitting every state in like fifty something days or something crazy. I like Wait, that. Um, can I? So go ahead. There's a. I I wanted to ask a question because it was brought to my attention. Maybe this is old news. Uh, there is a uh, porn performer uh, who has. He's just looks like he's from Atlanta. Skinny, skinny little dude that's got vegan straight edge uh, across his uh, tummy. Right. Okay. And, I, I'm, I was curious because I was like, eh, he's probably a couple years younger than me, but he just like, Tom's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. There's just like an Atlanta or Tallahassee vegan straight edge kid look. Sure. And, and yep, that's what yep. he looks like. <clears throat> so I was just curious if anybody knew who he was. I was going to say, Hey, like had his uh, full name, his address. Uh, what? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just curious what scene he came out of or if he was in any bands it's just an interesting turn. But, uh, uh, so I just Googled vegan straight edge porn actor while, while we were sitting here can, cool. and I'm on the images. Uh, apparently, my, <laughs> apparently my search is on moderate. Uh, yep, here's, yep. here's the images. Davey Havoc shirtless. Uh, Milo Yannanopoulos. Yeah. Uh, Moby, Chet Hanks yep, yep. and Kevin Spacey. Okay. So I did the same search. You said vegan straight edge porn actor. Yep. Oh, okay, is this so what we're all gonna do? Hold on. Yeah, on mine well, is. That's uh, restricted. <laughs> I'm on first, Duck. First I'm on duck, duck Go at the moment. <laughs> mine is uh, a, a picture of Ian Mackay. Okay. Uh, holding uh, a hat on his chest. Giant. My favorite um, porn performer. Um, yep. Yep. Um, what's his face? A wrestler. CM Punk. Old photo with long hair, maybe. Mm. Big Pepsi tattoo. Um. Uh. Militant straight edge. I don't know who that is. Um, vegan That's, straight edge tattoo on someone's head. Who is this? I have to, I'd I, say I don't. Have, I'd say Tyler don't the Creator. It. Here's Tyler the Creator. Then who's this? Tim from Rise Against. Tim McElrath. There's there yep. he is. Yep. And there's yeah. there's there's uh, is that Davey? Nope. That's that's Toby Morse. Okay. Uh, and there we are. That's it. That's, okay. That's, don't that's, turn that's, the safe search off. 
is what I just okay, learned. Okay, well, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently not. Um, you know, two avail-related questions before we kick it. One, when we do Mosh Madness of the 90s, three to five years, which avail record goes on? <sighs> Fuck, that's tough. To me, it would be 4 a.m. Friday. 4 a.m. Friday, yes. But uh, to a lot of people, it's over the James. Is over the James in the nineties? Yeah, a lot of people are. Seven, yes. I think. Okay, damn, is it that early? Oh my god! Because then it's I'm front Dix- porch I'm stories. Dixie. I'm yeah. I uh, you're right. It's ninety eight. You're totally right, Tom. Um, but but to me, it's Dixie or four a.m. Friday. Uh, four a.m. Friday is where I got in. And and I think, man, yeah, it, it seems all right. I, I guess we're in a rare group. That's a, so. That's an audience question. What avail record is it that's on the uh, Mosh Madness in the nineties? And part two, I've been listening to both the Quicksand reunion LPs recently. The the post reunion LPs, I should call them, because to be honest, I don't think it's even fair to call them reunion records because they're, they're just they're just fucking very good. Interiors is a much better record than we gave it credit for. And I'm happy that they did um, Distant Populations because it forced me to go back. There's some true peaks on interiors. It's not as good as Distant Populations, but it's very good and the heights are very high. It's made me rethink a lot and go, could a band like Avail do a reunion record that would be very good? Yeah, because to me, Tim never stopped. Correct. Walter never stopped. Correct. They did other things, but they still have that like fucking, you know, like they're still writing. I wonder, and when we were talking about this on via text, yeah. The quicksand, not that they had a choice in the matter, mm-hmm. but if they switched the releases of those two LPs, uh-huh. How much different is the react like if distant populations <clears throat> was the reunion record? Much was better. the first one and, out of the gate, yeah. Mu- much, right, and then interiors. Much better response. Much better response. Yeah. Right? Because I feel like, it, it, you know, coming after Mannequin Pride, like, what are you going to do? Interiors was bound to lose. It would well, and and it's the first one in in. Tw- I have to. I I I love the question because I think distant populations would have been received much better, and then interiors as a follow up to that would have been seen, would have been felt much better too, and people would have acknowledged it for what it is. I Hold also on. think it's true that interiors had to come first because they had to stumble a little bit. They had to find their footing. Sure. I don't think I don't think distant populations I think distant populations is Walter finding his footing with that process and kind of like, okay, what 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 can quicksand be now and going through it and like I I I have so much more appreciation for interiors now than I did previously. What were you gonna say, PK? I just I think it suffers from predictability and i don't mean the songs which are clever enough what i mean is everybody expects the act that was not super hard but hard Uh to to be to to do the adult festival music thing coming back and people are watching for that and they're very critical of it so when you come back and it's your, you've been gone a long time, you're, you're now older, people are watching to see if you're going to do something that is soft 
and and right. too too many pedals going on. That's what everybody expects. And even if you deliver the best version of that, people are judgmental. Period. Pat, did you so, see the quicksand tour? Oh, yeah, it's with who? Clutch, clutch, yeah. quicksand helmet. And that's the billing. Clutch, quicksand Headline. helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everybody in conversation, less- we were like, wait, is this the, the world has been inverted? <laughs> Helmet would have been the biggest band on that in the 90s. 1995, yeah. Yeah, yeah, without question. No doubt. Uh, but if there's a lesson for life. If you stick with something, you will be Clutch, who all own homes off of Clutch. Uh, Same career, members. Career band. Yep, career band. Never changed of, a member. It, shout out. Shout out to Clutch. 35 Choco Tacos. It is a, a – that's an awesome tour. Awesome tour. Uh, All right, here's a question. Yes. Sorry, Pat, before you rush us off, I hear you going. Everybody, thanks for listening. No, I got got a closer, but yeah, go. Um, Of those three bands, who has the highest monthly listeners on Spotify? Oh, I'll go Clutch. I'm going to go Helmet. Yes. Helmet. Helmet, 953,000 listeners. Clutch, 855, 811. Quicksand is 150. 150. 150. 150. Wow. 152,000. <clears throat> Damn. Hey, man. Um, unsung is on a good playlist. That means 100% is uh, everybody. Just, yeah. Everybody, that helmet. Can, we can say that helmet is 800,000, and, and uh, the fucking one song is uh, d- 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 99% of that. Mm-hmm. Everybody go put Quicksand Cosmonauts on your playlist. Thank you.